Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what's poppin', my nigga? It's PSA Hip Hop, man. Watson, what's good, brother? What's good, brother? Let's get right into this, man. We ain't playing around, my niggas, man. Niggas are waiting for us to talk about Benny the Butcher, the Butcher coming, nigga. The plugs I met, Watson. Now, before we get into the meats and potatoes of this project, sir, what's the pulse that you're getting from the people as they're listening to Benny the Butcher project? Everyone that I've talked to who's heard this project thinks it's the best project they've heard this year. And they think it adds to Benny's legacy. And I've heard some just nothing less than five mic praises of this album. Praises of this album. I've heard not one negative thing about this album from anyone. I haven't heard anything negative. The only thing I've heard, and I don't know if it's a negative thing, Benny, well, like I said before, when me and Watson did a couple, um, a show about the preview of the album a couple of days ago, that people wanted more music or more songs. Did you hear that kind of talk? Because a couple of people were saying that to me. I heard some. I, I heard something stronger than that. One of my boys at work, his name is Paul. He's a he's a he's a vet, OG like us. What up, he Paul? came and he talked about and the way he talked about this Benny project because he said something that was powerful. He said this album was so good. If there were more songs, this album would be reasonable doubt to him. And he said he said that with a straight he was dead ass serious. Like wow. that's how much he liked it. I kinda agree with Paul because I'll say this. I don't know if it's Paul, if you feel me on this, if you hear this, brother, but I was on some shit like three three to four more songs, and I, I feel where Paul was going with that. Yeah, that that's what I felt. Because when he told me, he was like, yo, people not going to feel when I say that because it's going to sound like, how could you say that? But if you think about this EP in every song, imagine if there was like four or five more songs like this. But. But hold on, Watson. Wasn't people feeling the reasonable doubt talk with Tanner Talk 3? I see. I don't remember us saying that. You know what I'm saying? I don't. No, I I don't I, as, time, as time grew by and days and months and, and, and stuff like that, I think people deemed Tanner Talk as Benny's reasonable doubt or something not similar to reasonable doubt because I don't want to do that to Hove. That's a, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that to Benny either. He's his own person. I felt that way more about Tanner Talk 3. Okay, okay. That, that, listen, you know I mean? that's fine. Because Tanner Talk 3, you know, I, that ended up being my album of the year last year. So yes, it was. I, I totally understand that. And and it's still in rotation, by the way. Still in rotation. That's a fact. A friend of ours also. Nobody talks about a friend of ours but us. It seems like I don't that know project. Why, man. Yeah, son. You know what's crazy? A friend of ours, this, this, this album is more comparable to A Friend of Ours because A Friend of Ours, Benny rapped with someone on every song, almost like this. Right. Because there's now, only two I'm glad you went there. Songs on Hold on. Only, I want to yeah. piggyback on what you said. I want, do you feel Benny had too many features for EP? 
No, not at all. I thought it was genius. I said it last time when we previewed it. There was a method to his madness. There was a reason why he did this. There was a reason. Then he gave us Tanner Talk, right? So Tanner Talk showed us Benny can hold down an album by himself, right? So a lot of times when people have their favorite MCs, you need to know how your favorite MCs sound against the greats or the quote-unquote best of the moment. So he had to keep, by him following up with, like, all-time great MCs and going ball for ball with them and not slacking at all, I thought this was genius. I thought this was a genius move that a lot of MCs wouldn't do, what he did. All right. Let's get into the first song, my G, what everybody's talking about, man. Crowns for Kings featuring Black Thought, produced by DJ Shea. Talk to me, brother. Produced by DJ Shea. And this song sets it off so crazy that it's like, I, I, I didn't know what to say, man. I was like, man, they just, he just came out the gate on fire. Now, what's funny is when we did our top 10 songs from 2018, I had Black Thoughts. I took the two projects and put it together and put it in my in my top ten. And then Benny had three of my top five. You know what I'm saying? He had, of my right. top five, he was in three of those slots. So you put Black Thought and you put Benny on a, on a track together. And 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 the goal is just spaz out, just 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 wrap your ass off. Uh, people not familiar with Black Thought. Let me tell you something. Black Thought knows how to do very well because I. Clearly, from from what I'm reading, this is the it's a, the first time a lot of people knowing that Black Thought can rap like this, which is pretty amazing. That's crazy. That's but, crazy. Um, but if you listen to what Black Thought is saying on the song, he's just telling he's telling he, he, it's a back in the day reminiscent of how it was growing up in Philly in the hood. That's what he's doing. He has a song with Ghostface where he did the same thing and it was fire. Yep. Yeah, that's a fact. He did the same on the song with Ghostface. It was called by Out in the Park or some shit. And he did the same shit, and it was fire. So basically, he did that again with Benny, and he just showed, you know, when he's talking about growing up in the streets of Philly in the hood, how life was. Mm-hmm. As a, and he's a person doing it, so it's fire. Um, just, just dope. And then Benny, this is the genius in Benny. Benny does not want to be pigeonholed as I'm. I can just talk about drug rap and 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 crack rap and street yes. rap. And, and be pitching on. Because remember when we, we would compare him, we would say, who does the better, him or Pusher? So we're boxing mm-hmm. you in. Because when we think Pusher, we think drug talk. Right. right. Benny said out the gate, I got to show I can go ball for ball with the lyricists. Of all lyricists. And he did. And yeah. he did. Yeah, he did. Ben, I agree. Versus so fire that people are arguing that he might have gotten thought on this. Like uh, just a good amount of people. And, you know, that's a testament to how dope Benny's first verse was. And listen, if you're Benny the Butcher and you get a, you reach out to Black Thought and you're like, yo, I want to get you on a feature, and Black Thought's like, yeah, let's rock out. And it was good to hear Black Thought even say Benny's name on his verse. You know what I'm saying? I know that might be minuscule to some people. I just like the fact that Benny, that Black Thought did that, you know. Um, watch it, man. I think this is legendary status for Benny to get a Black Thought feature. I know it might not. Y'all might think I'm bugging when I say that, man. But if you ask Benny, I'm pretty sure it feels the same way that I, same way that I feel. 
Did you get a Wu Tang vibe with this beat? Um, no, no, I, I, I didn't, I, I, think I didn't think that. that. I got a Wu Tang vibe. I'm, I'm, I'm going by the beat though, because I'm, I really like what DJ Shea and Benny, um, the joints they link up and doing all that. He's a very up and comer, um, producer. A lot of y'all, and I, I talk about special a lot. I think DJ Shea, um, with Rick Hyde, these guys that Benny messed with. Besides, you know, Damage and Alchemist all the time. Um, before I knew it, A and R, I was weighing hard. Back when Nicki Minaj was in a training bra. I like that line for some reason. What did you think about the loud horn before Black Thought started spitting? I, I like that for some reason. You like that? I just like little shit like that. Yeah. Well, no, I, I like yeah. I like every. This is, so this is what I'm gonna say. If people want to know what's the kind of hip hop that defines me. This first song is the kind of hip-hop that defines me. At the end of the day, this is the kind of hip-hop that I'd rather listen to than any kind of hip-hop. Than, than mm. boom bap, than, I mean, not boom bap hip-hop, but, but, you know, banger in the club hip-hop or this kind right. of hip-hop. This is the kind of hip-hop that I'd rather listen to than any other kind of hip-hop, where you get two ill, Ill MCs and you let them spar with each other. For example, Super Lyrical, Big Pun of Black Thought. Uh, they you with each other. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what you do when you get they, when you squad more. Hold on, on. Pun and Black Thought squad more together than Benny and Black and Benny and Black Thought to me though, because they're going back and forth with with Pun and uh, Black you know, Thought. They, they were, they were. Rashid. But, but what I like about it is, it's just he got Black Thought on here for a reason <clears throat> to rap and show super lyrical <clears throat> ability. He wanted to highlight his lyrical ability. And that's what I think was so great about it. And on Instagram, Black Thought saluted Benny Big Time, gave him super props. That's he dope. thanked him. He, he, he said, I want to thank the Griselda movement for letting me be a part of this. Y'all are the future wow. of hip-hop. Salute to y'all. Wow. To put that on Instagram. Nigga, so, these cosigns that Griselda's getting, when I'm here watching say this, man, that's coming from Black Thought telling Benny, thank you. I'm not saying you, I mean, that's what Black Thought yeah. to say thank you. To for allowing man, me to get a part of this. Yeah, yeah. For allowing me to get a part of that, that line right there should not get swept under the rug from a, a veteran, a legendary MC like Black Thought. Five Mike song, right? Super legendary veteran. Super legendary veteran. Five Mike song. Absolutely. And you know, so you know when you listen to the verses and shit, you know he said... He said about he said about the vets, but I came back uh, swimming like mm-hmm. like Michael Phelps. Well, he didn't say Michael Phelps, but he said, "Bring my bridges, came back a good swimmer like Phelps." Like I like Benny's into lyricism, man. Let's let's be clear. If you listen to what yeah. he's saying, all the drug talk is there. But Benny's a, a student of hip hop, a student of the game, and he's about lyricism. Yes, he is. Like that's what mm-hmm. we got. We have to establish now. Because we have enough body of work and music from him now that we know he believes in penmanship and being nice. Like, it matters to him to be considered a dope MC from his peers. You know what I'm saying? I respect that. Right. Dope. Next song, my G. Sunday School featuring one of our guys, 38 Special, and Jada Kiss, produced by Damager, man. Talk to me, man. This is a... Another five mic song. It is another five mic collaboration. And 
this is one of those songs where, now I'm going to tell you this, what this song is. This is a song where Benny and 38 Special can basically get anybody they want it, to, to rap. When Benny's thinking about this, mm-hmm. he's like, yo, you know, me, me and Spesh, me and Spesh could do our one and two back and forth what we do, but who we going to get? I think what they got is they got they thought of an MC that they've been listening to all their life, that they yeah, love. But, but Kiss also, but Jada also was on Stabbing Shot also. So it's like the connection is there. I'm not surprised. You know what I'm saying? The connection is there with D-Block in, in, in um, upstate New York. Maybe. Yeah, but the thing is, he's not with a lot Spanish of MCs that styles. I think he yeah. specifically, you're right, but they specifically wanted Jada on this. Because they was like, yo, who are we going to get on this? And and I think that because they love Jada and you just think of all the dope verses. Well, it's Jada's Benny, played. though. It's, it's Benny, though. Benny's the one got to say, okay, let me get special, even though I'm special. Because you're making it sound like this is it's Benny and special. All the ones reaching out to Kiss, I think it's I Benny special, saying, all right, let me get special. You, you, think, you think when Benny and special was talking about this song, Ben special didn't know Kiss was going to be on here? I'm pretty sure, and vice versa. No? Benny and Spesh are closer than Kiss to them. They know each of other. Course. They they have a history with each other. My point is, they picked Kiss because once again, it's another legendary figure that Benny wanted to rap with on this song. And it's a dope ass song. I predicted, I did that Spesh is gonna have the standout verse. I said that. And um, well, nigga, can I say something? Why you why you making it sound like you said that? I don't think a lot of listen, my nigga. A lot of people on stabbing shot. Who you think they get the MVP to? If you if you really ask the, the hardcore niggas that listen to stabbing shot like we did, comment boys. I'm gonna go here. Who is the MVP on stabbing shot? I'm going there with it. Sorry, Benny. Sorry, Splash. That's who we do up here. We ain't playing divided cargo, but we, 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 we like verses. We always going to do that. So uh, that's what I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? Um, I guarantee when Benny heard this beat, because this beat is fire. I know you're not the biggest Damager fan like I am, but this beat is one of the best beats on this project, in my opinion, man. I know when Benny heard this beat, he was like, yo, fam, I need that beat. You know what I'm saying? Um, What do you think about Benny's verse? Let's go there first. I thought Benny's first verse was a five-mic verse. Me and Wes like Stockton Malone, Gotti Capone. His flow was sick. Benny, yo, let me tell you something. Benny has some sick flows mm-hmm. and deliveries on this album. Let me, um, let me ask you this. He had a specific fine. line on there that said, about a year, how niggas going to de- deny me the throne? Your thoughts when he said that? I love it. I love it. I love that's, that why it's very, that's why it's very important that he had these features. That's why he needed these features. Because you got him rhyming with Top 5 Dead of Alive, and that's off the strength of 1LP. You got him rhyming with that dude. You got him rhyming with Neighborhood P. You got him rhyming with Tariq. And mm-hmm. debatably, people will say Benny had the best verse on every single one. Like, people, I, I've spoken to different people. And for every song, people are like, yo, you know what? No lie, man. I like Benny Burks better. I like Benny. The fact that he got people thinking that and believing that, that is why he's going to be able to make his claim. Like, I'm that nigga right mm-hmm. now. And and, I have, and I'm well, not mad at that. Listen, when a nigga said about a year, our nigga's going to deny me the throne. Rappers y'all comparing me to, 
Niggas scared of me. Ugh. Oof. Oof. This is my favorite song on here. This is one of my this is one of my favorite songs on here. Um, I think Special is the MVP of this song. That's not taking nothing away from Benny and, and Jada's verse. I just thought Special's verse, I'm like, and I don't know what it is about Special, man. I don't know if it's the flow, delivery, or the bars, or maybe just all of the above in my John John the Don's voice, man. But from the jump, Special just caught my attention, man. My bricks better than theirs. Y'all better come pay dues. An extra gram jumping back from every one they lose. These niggas barrel when they gun they use, not me. I got my own stick like, I, like I'm about to come play pool. Riding a car of bricks, that's one brave move. That's it's crazy. Yo, special Yo, coaching that's, on here, man. That's a jazz face. He jazz face the entire times. verse. Niggas the say they want gunplay, cool. But they don't really want to go there. That's like Sunday school. Yeah. I got a lamb so and a stick like I'm fresh out the Bible. Come Yo, my on, man. Let me tell you. Let me no. tell you. Let me tell you. It's what he said. It's what he said before that. A fast call with a gun trying to catch up to rivals. I got a lamb and a stick like I'm fresh out the Bible. That line is so fire. That's crazy. That 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 it fucked my head up. Because that's jazz face times <laughs> five, my nigga. For real. Yeah, that's a jazz face. That that might that's like the yeah. jazz face. You right. Dope, dope. The dope. nigga said I went broke and sold wax like I'm selling a vinyl. Nigga, I know you're tight, you're not thorough. You can't come around unless you got a referral. You made a couple bucks and you shot for your girl for the bullshit watch while you on top of the world. Yo, Splash. Stop playing, my nigga. Stop playing, man. Yo. Stop playing, man. Now, here's the What does, now let me ask you, what does a nigga who listens to dudes like the baby and NBA young boy, when they hear him say, went broke and sold wax like I'm selling a vinyl, the what vinyl. does that mean to them? It's, it's, it's not the vinyl era, man. It's our, it's our era. That means more to us. So when they hear it, they're like, this means something. Well, I don't know what he's talking about. Please, grown man, something you got to deal with. That's what this is, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Listen, Jada Kiss verse. I like Kiss verse a lot. I thought Kill verse, uh, Kiss verse was a little bit short. And I actually hope they do a video for this song. But I did like when Kiss said, it's a shame what we did to the highway. Even worse, if we made it, if they're safe, we pulled in the driveway. Three and a half whole ones going by Friday. I'll be riding around back smoking, listening to Sade. Like, damn, niggas listening to smoking to Sade. I don't know about all that, but okay. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Yo, the dopes up in Maryland, the coke is in SC. We get it off the dock. The plug come on a jet ski. Jada can talk drug talk. Jada can talk drug talk. He is. Come on. And he talks. Come on. Before before Benny, before Pusher, come on, you know we got the coke that away the whales with. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. But I like when he said the whole town going crazy. A few, a few slept on it. It's still potent though. Only did a two step on it. Stepping on the coke two. Ah, oh, that was crazy, man. His verse was short though. The tad short. But I liked it though. I liked it. 
dope song, one of my favorite songs on the on the project. Um, once I you know web, this is probably my my go to song that I go straight to right now. So it is what it is. Um, next song, my G, Dirty Harry, featuring R.J. Payne and Conway the Machine. The Machine, nigga, talk to me, man. Produced by Derringer. Uh, dope, another dope song. I love that uh, Conway. I love that bass artist, Leatherface, aka R.J. Payne, from Philly. Like you didn't know he's from Philly. After you hear um, this, my nigga, the verse, accent, you the accent kind of fucking tells you. The accent kind of tells you everything. I don't, I need mean, A.R. Ab and um, O.B.H. niggas on here. You know, you can tell a Philly nigga, man. He's nice. I love. I, I I really like this song. Um, this is a crew love song. You know, you know. Every time you do, you got to get your crew, crew on here to do something. Crew, love. that's not a Crew love. What What do you mean? You say the song mean? "Cool Love" with Bleak and Beans and Hov, or "Cool Love" and the Seven no, together? No, like no, when I say when I say when I say "Cool Love," I mean. It's a song where the whoever's on your team, you put you you put them on okay, your album. Pardon me. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm thinking. Cool love with with Jay Z, Bleak and Beans. My bad. Sorry. Pardon me. Right. Um, Benny said, "Clean niggas up." I'm George Jefferson. Come on, man. Come on. You know yeah. that was a fire line. <laughs> that was a fire line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George Jefferson worked at Cleaners. I think it was in the Jefferson back in the day. <laughs> Fire! Yo, I heard that shit. Cause it took me a couple of listens. I was like, yo, what the fuck is it? Then I thought about, so, oh shit, Jefferson Cleaners. Why did they clean it? Sidebar. Sidebar. The Jeffersons is one of the greatest comedy shows of all time. Let me just throw that out there. Top five comedy shows uh, of all time, in my opinion. Agreed. 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 Hey, Strongly I'll even take it here. I got the Jeffersons over Sanford and Son, nigga. Oh, uh, agreed. Yes. But Sanford and Son was great. Great. Yes, it was great. Classics. This, this, this shit make you want to snuff somebody, man. So let me tell you. Uh, I'm going to make the verses now. I thought Benny had the best verse. I thought RJ Payne was second, and I thought Conway came in third. Agree. Agree. And it's no disrespect because it was dope. I'm just telling you my now. Nah, are you shocked? How are I you shocked that people are? Are you shocked? People are gonna be surprised that we said R.J. Payne had the second best verse over Conway when yes. people know Conway yes. a little bit more. And do you think people be biased? <laughs> do you think people think will be biased towards Conway because they're not really familiar with R.J. Payne? Yes. Yes. I think people do not know the math on R.J. Payne. If you get his Leatherface mixtape, you're going to understand that Philadelphia street grimy hip-hop has always been some of the rawest hip-hop ever. Thanks. He, 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 he comes from that cloth. I agree with everything you said. I listen. R.J. Payne, man. Listen, I heard the late great Prodigy, man. I could just hear P on this, on this, on this beat, man. I don't know why Prodigy's name came to me when I'm listening to this song, but his name and and just hearing him rhyme, you know. R.J. Payne said, "Bars hit you like finding out your daughter's a lesbian." Woo! Leather faces, still blood on my chainsaw. Shower policy niggas love it when the rain pours. 
That nigga was wilding on here, man. That nigga Benny said, I kept the barrel so hot that it fogged up the mirror. Damn it, man. In the trap, in the trap, five straight hours blending up fine gray powder. The fumes knock you out like Dante Wilder. Woof. I used to want to get a contract with the Mets, but that changed when I got a contract with the Connect. I, yo, I like Conway's verse too, though. I like. I, I'm not gonna fall on Conway's verse. Because I like Conway's verse too. I'm just telling you on on the level of feel what what verses like resonated with me. Right. So that's what I'll say. The verses that resonated with me the most. So I don't want to right. make people thinking that I'm shitting on Conway at all because I'm not. But I'm just right. telling you, Ben's verse was the one that stood out to me. Then it was R.J. Payne and and then Conway. Alright. Next song, my dude, one of my one of my favorite songs on here. And the reason it is because it's actually one of the Benny solo joints on here, man. Took the money to the plug house produced by Alchemist. Talk to me, my brother. Let my me brother. tell you. Let me tell you this song. This song is the evolution of Benny. This song wow. is how Benny raps now. This song is Benny better as an MC. This is the this is how Benny sounds after Tanner Talk Three. This is how I this is how I look at the song, because now he's this, he's in his prime bag. He's in his old five old six Kobe bag in this song right here. Yeah, and can, can we talk about give Benny props for storytelling? Yeah, yeah, we need to give him props for storytelling because he. He, he paints the yo his picture painting. We gonna get back to the storyteller and the way he paints the picture. Yeah, but man, does he paint a picture? But on this song, yo, my man, the way he's riding this beat and the flow he's using, you can tell he's mastered. He's very comfortable in how he raps. Like he's very, very comfortable. He's not. He's not experimenting. I, yo, I love this song, man. This is one of my favorite joints, man. Straight up and down, and I and and. and I don't even know if that even makes sense because I like every fucking song on here. But this one, <laughs> this, I love this song right here, man. Yes. I love yes. this song. Hey, hey, listen, it. it gave me an incarcerated Scarface kind of feel in my, for me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it really did. You know what? Perfect. Because, yeah, that's what it did. That's the perfect analogy. It, it, gave it really me, did. Watch it gave me that incarcerated Scarface kind of feel, man. Straight up and down. I hey Benny, feel free to drop a video. I think Benny does. Hey Benny, feel free to drop a, uh, a video for this, my dude. Hmm? I hope he understands what that means when we say this gives us an incarcerated Scarface feel because that's the highest talk, praise man. we can give a song. We can't give yeah, a song higher praise than <laughs> When you start getting that incarcerated Scarface bag, you're doing something right in hip hop, man. My flow got the fans rethinking who the greatest was. We say when I go pay for drugs, I need duct tape and gloves, pot, two plates and scrubs. Yo, that nigga be doing that drug talk heavy, man. One of my favorite songs on here, Watson. I ain't gonna hold you, man. Um, next song, my guy, Eighteen Wheeler featuring Pusha T, produced by DJ Shade, man. Talk to me. Very important song, a song that me and you willed, yeah, me and you made happen because it had to happen. Because when yeah. we started listening to it was like, man, Benny, drug talk is just on another level. And the yeah. only person we could think of was Pusha T, because Pusha T been rapping like this since day one. 
Mm-hmm. And remember me at first? I was like, nah, push you do it better, push you do it better. And then once Tenet Talk 3 came out, I was like, he don't do it better than Benny no more, straight up and down. Well, Benny and Pusha finally did the collabo song together. Dope collabo. Benny with the clear better verse. Clear? Justifying me. Justifying what I said after listening to Tenet Talk 3. That at this point now, Benny talks it better than Pusha. And let me just be clear. This Pusha did not give us a drug dealer's anonymous verse on this. He gave us a, a, a um, verse. Okay, uh, I this, agree with that. I got to agree with drug that. Drug dealer yeah. anonymous verse. He did yeah. not on drug dealer anonymous. Pusha spit his life about the drug game because he knew. But he, that's he Pusha's got, song, got, though. To be fair, now that's Pusha's hey, song. And let's be real. Yo, All this is gonna go hard on their song than the feature, my nigga. Let's keep it real. All this is gonna go hard on their song than the feature. That's not true. Come on, people get. Some of the best Jada Kisses verses on other people's albums. Some of the best Black Thought verses on other people's albums. It's like, come on. Some people's best. Method Man has some of his best verses, and they're not on his album. Some people. That doesn't apply to every MC, though. I agree, but that doesn't apply to every MC, though. That's what you're saying. No, it doesn't. But what I'm saying is, this ain't one of the best pusher verses ever, so don't push a verse. You, you, do you, right. you, this push to you, how do you rate this push a verse? This one of your favorite pushing verses you ever heard? No, but it's dope though. But no, it's no. not it's not my favorite. Crazy. I think Benny, Benny with Benny the you know, if you want to go there, I don't want to shit on Pusha though. Like Pusha verse wasn't that wasn't dope though. We talking about y'all niggas in the airlines and all that. Y'all pointing guns in the mirror. I like I like Pusha verse, man. You're right. You're right. I like Pusha's verse too. Benny's verse was better. It is. It is. Pusha. Yeah, I'm not gonna front on that. Yeah, this is nobody can front on it. Nobody can run on it. Uh, dope ass song. Listen, this is a dope ass song. This is a dope ass of, song. Speaking of trying to get another feature together, I'm gonna throw this out here, man, and put this to existence. Me and Watson spoke about Benny and Pusha connecting, man. I need a Benny and Hove song, man. Yes, I'm going there with it. I need a Benny the Butcher and Jay Z feature together. What, yes. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What do you want Jay Z to rhyme about? If he bombs with Pusha, if he bombs, if he bombs with a Benny, he could do a drug dealer and all his part too. What do you want his Benny. subject matter to be? What do you want his subject matter to be about? Hustling talk, hustling talk to the max. Hustling talk. So to you the want him max. to talk about? Yeah. You want him? You want him to basically do what he did on Drug Dealers Anonymous? Just talk about his, his hustling and put into his verse. And put steroids into his verse. And yes, Hope, I want you to have a better verse. Because not for nothing, Jake, when niggas out here last year talking about you got verse of the year on Bleak, on, um, on Bleak Milk, I was <laughs> not, son. I was not. Not. No. So Sorry, Hope. I'm going to need you. No. That, that was free verse, Jay Z Spirit. That's how he raps now. Because Don't say that. That's how he raps now. Come on. Because Jay Z's a billionaire. I can clearly see him getting on the track oh, with Benny God. Saying. Here we go into the whole slander. Here we go to the whole slander. I, I hustled oh, for projects from Marcy on Flushing. Now I'm a billionaire. Look at mama. She seen me. <laughs> I was on the block, on the corner. Now I'm a billionaire. Like, like that ain't going to do it for me, man. No, nah, I want to Yo, I want to, you know what I want? I want Jay-Z and Benny to do 97 Hope remix. A remix to 97 Hope. There you have it. That's what they I want. have it. You know why? 
I'll I, I give you a perfect song. People might not remember this, but do you remember um, Uncle Murder did a song called Cameron Voice? And then he did a remix. Yes, he had Cameron on it. Yes, yes, yes. That's my voice. A remix yes. to 97 Hole would be fire. Yes. It would be fire. That's that, that mm-hmm. I could I, I rock with that now because Hope has to specifically rap about ninety seven Hope. And you know, <laughs> you know, that's where I'm from, Hope. You know what I'm saying? I'm from where they cross yes. over and clap boards. If you listen to that yes. bag. Yes. Yeah. I'm from where the summertime's unforgettable, nigga. Watch. Come on, man. All right, my nigga, next song. Five to fifty featuring India, man. Talk to me. Wrap up with so initially when I first heard it, initially mm-hmm. when I first heard this song, Benny's flow and delivery threw me off. Because if you listen to his last four projects, Dabs and Shot, a friend of ours, Tanner Talk, he didn't use this particular flow and delivery. So when I heard it, mm-hmm. it was throwing me off. I'm like, yo, why are you rhyming like this? So I'm just like, I don't like that he's rhyming like this. That was my initial reaction to it. But mind you, I've been playing this album on repeat all day long, over and over again, mm-hmm. over and over again on concert. And the more I listen to the song, I'm like, holy mm-hmm. shit, listen to what he's talking about and listen to what he's saying. The song grew on me. And it grew on me. It did. It, grew on it me. did grow on me also. And totally that, I that. fucking cried out to the song because I love the way he's telling the story. He got India talking. Talking about what happened, and then he breaks mm-hmm. that shit down. Storyteller mode shit, S- some slick Rick shit he's doing on this. Yes, yeah, that's a fact. I'm not gonna find man. This is this song grew on me, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. So what we doing, Watson? How many mics, man? Give it to me. Five mic EP. Agree. Five mic Agree. EP. Agreed. No fast-forward material. Agreed. Every song bangs. And it has solidified Benny as the top dude. And it reinforced your blog or vlog when you said mm-hmm. upstate niggas is doing it better than New York niggas. This, 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 this. And a lot of people did not like that, man. Even my New York niggas I live in in Florida, they looked at me like, yo, my niggas slowed down. I'm not, we ain't doing that, fam. I was like, God damn. I had like about five New York niggas hit me. He was like, yo, son, relax with the upstate New York. I was like, yo, son, I'm not trying to play niggas in the city. I'm just saying, the upstate niggas, besides Styles in New York, who's talking that shit that we like? For us 40 year old niggas, who's talking that shit that, that, you know what I'm saying? That hood street ghetto grimy shit. It's these niggas, man. So, yeah, man. Benny the Butcher, man. Dope project, man. The plugs I met. All right, Watson, man. Appreciate your time, my dude. Where are we going? Where's the individual from? Brick City, right? Jersey, Newark? Brick City. Yeah. Lords of the Underground. Bricks. Do it all. Wow. Poor, poor Righteous Teachers. Uh. <laughs> yeah. What's the other niggas? Tame one of them niggas. Artifacts. Latifah? Naughty by Nature. Joe Budden. Yo, Queen Latifah had one of my favorite songs. Jersey. Man. Niggas, yo, yo, Jersey. Y'all niggas had a Jersey anthem, and y'all don't even know it, man. Queen Latifah's song, Jersey, on New Jersey, ah, New Jersey Drive soundtrack 
is a Jersey anthem, man. I love that song, man. But that's neither here nor there. And, 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 and it's just mm-hmm. so that people forget about, man. I hate that people yeah. forget about so many. You know what people forget about? Back in them days, soundtracks used to have the most, the best hip-hop songs on them. And them yeah. In them early yeah. 90s, soundtracks yeah. would be fire. And there's songs yep. on soundtracks that just get slept on. People forget about it. That was yeah, because I remember Poetic Justice. On Poetic Justice, Peabock and Seal had um, one in a million. Oh, a lot of niggas didn't know about that drink. That was that's my always, shit. Yo, I one love in that million, song, man. Fuck for you, baby. Yo. That was my shit right there, One in a million? Yo, my niggas. Nigga, I yep. used to buy soundtracks. My nigga, I used to buy soundtracks. Yo. Every movie that came out. What about like the Trump Court Quest? What, what about the Trial Court Quest song um, that was on Boomerang, the Boomerang soundtrack? Hot I sex on the platter. Yeah. Let's stay focused on watching. We can do this all day. Let's stay focused on. I say Shaquille O'Neal, my nigga. You say what, my G? The most dominating NBA player I've ever seen in my life. And let me tell you how dominating Shaquille mm-hmm. O'Neal was. You guys can understand. The best you think you'll ever see Zion Williams, he'll never be as dominant as what Shaq was doing. Wow. He'll never, he will never come close to how dominant Shaq was when Shaq entered this league. Shaq was straight the worst, illest, most dominating motherfucker ever. Yeah. Yeah. And people forget about how, because the NBA game now is the three ball and shooting threes and all this kind of shit, that people forget. Shaq's dunking ability mesmerized arenas, demoralized teams. And, mm-hmm. the, and the greatest thing about Shaq is the refs let him play. If the refs didn't let him play, he could have ended up being like Daryl Dawkins, a.k.a. Chocolate Thunder, Thunder. the rich yeah. backboard breaker. But the refs never let yeah. him play, so he's always in foul trouble. But he used to dunk the ball on you at all times. They let Shaq do that. And Shaq became the now, most dominant player, me personally, I've ever seen. Now, let's take it back to his LSU days. Didn't he play with um, Chris Jackson, a.k.a. Mahmoud Abdal-Rauf? So, the first time I saw Shaq, he was a freshman on LSU, and I didn't give a fuck about Shaq. All I cared about was Chris Jackson. Was UNLV, I'm pretty sure. I was oh, a man. Chris Jackson fanatic when Chris Jackson, because as a freshman, he led the uh, he led college in scoring after 30 a game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know how you guys, <laughs> no disrespect, Nick said, y'all happy y'all got R.J. Barrett, right? This boy right. average, well, so Chris Jackson was great. He was a great shooter. But on the team, he had two seven-footers. He had this dude named Shaquille O'Neal and this dude named Stanley Roberts. And they was like, yo, this nigga has two seven-footers. And I was like, oh, that's dope. But you didn't know nothing because it was all about Chris Jackson. But Chris Jackson went to the pros. And then Shaq played his sophomore year. Shaq dominated college basketball his sophomore year. He was just, just so Dominant, even though even though he couldn't beat UNLV and my team Arkansas with Todd Day and Lee Mayberry, even though he couldn't beat two teams, he was still dominant. 
You know that made the connection. That one of my all time favorite teams. But um, oh, day. Shaq was. Yo, that's when we start calling niggas. We start calling corny Yo. niggas Eric Murdoch ass niggas. <laughs> Yeah, no, Todd they won the championship, man. Todd they was alright. Todd they was alright. Todd they was alright. I love that team. That was yeah. So, but so Shaq was dominant. Shaq was so dominant his sophomore year in college that when he said he's coming back for his. Same thing about Tim Duncan because didn't Tim Duncan stay all four years? I wait for it. Tim Duncan stayed all. Yeah, here's the thing. Tim Duncan stayed all four years, but Tim Duncan was in college though. He wasn't ACC Player of the Year. One year it was Rasheed. One year it was Joe Smith. There was another way then he played with Rasheed Wallace. Oh, he was getting outshined by them when he was playing with them. Then when they left for the pros, he had so. To me, it wasn't. It was sort of different. Man, boy, that Wake Forest team, man. It, it pains me. Yeah, Randall Chisholm is so nice. My heart. It my heart. But um, so Shaq comes into the pros. What did you think about Shaq's rookie year when he was breaking down rims on everybody's head? Well, first off, man, well he was the first pick. I think that was what was between him and um. C. Webb, right? That was a talk no, to the draft. C. Webb came out in 93. Shaq was number one in 92. 90, so, Shaq, my bad. Shaq was the nominous one in 92 in Orlando getting the first pick. Um, I just think his rookie year was just crazy to me, my dude. I remember him dominating Ewing a couple of times in the garden, man. I actually saw Shaq his, his second year in the garden and shit. My uncle took me to the game and shit. Uh, I mean, you ain't going back and well, forth. But, yeah, him dunking on niggas, I wasn't used to that because all the centers, what they had, David Robinson, Elijah Wan, your Mark Eatons, your Rick Smiths of the world, those type of niggas, Vladdy D-Bot ass niggas, um, dudes like that. Shaq wasn't the dude trying to shoot jumpers on you. He would hit the little baby hook or try to bam on you. But one thing about Shaq, he always had good feet work. Great feet work. For a big man, Shaq's feet work was superb. In, in in Orlando, you know what I mean? Um, and let's be real, it wasn't, it wasn't his first year they went to the playoffs. Wasn't it the second year or third year when they got Penny, right? Yo. Just breaking up, son. Yo. Yo. No, but when it came to Penny and Kobe, yeah. oh, you nobody can be better than Shaq. But I'm, I'm, I want to give Shaq his appreciation. So you're right. In that era, you had these old, you know, you had them, the, <laughs> you had older, um, you had David Robinson, the Ewans, the Lajuans, the Mark Eaton, the Robert Parrish. So he, he used to do Robert Parrish dirty. He used to do Robert Parrish so dirty. Like, you know, when he played against Robert Parrish, it reminded me of Mike Tyson for Larry Holmes. That's, that's yeah. how it 
shorts mad high. And Shaq was yeah. just booming on him, like, with no respect. You know what I'm saying? And you said a great thing. By Shaq's second year in the NBA, his second year, he completely dominated Patrick Ewing. Like, yeah, Ewing man. couldn't guard him at all. And you know why I specific, yeah. specifically remember that? Because I remember Mike and the Mad Dog doing a show from the garden talking about it. And it was like, yo, Ewing cannot guard Shaq at all. Now, mind you, the Knicks were a better team by far. So that's not no, – the Knicks were just – they were title contenders. But at yeah. this point, Shaq was un. Stoppable. I'm gonna say one of the one of the weirdest things was Shaq not being able to win a championship while Jordan was still playing because he was his he was so dominant, but for whatever the reason is he could he didn't win while Jordan and Elijah were still in. That's not because of him. That was because of the, the lineup he had. No, no, what, no. What I'm saying that? is. No, no, but no, see, but the, what I'm saying is that he was so dominant that I would have, I, I wanted to see him like he didn't beat Olajuwon when he was young Shaq. Right. He did mm-hmm. beat Jordan, but Jordan had just come back. But then Jordan came back the next year yeah, and next swept year. them. Yeah, and swept them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But in terms of dominance, I just want to say this because I want I want to put it this. Let me let me let me let me give you guys a guarantee facts. Zion Williams will never come close to being statistically as dominant as Shaq was. And y'all are like it has a lot to do with height though also. Well, here's the thing about NBA great players. When you are a great player in the NBA, you can be a dominant player in the NBA. I'm just trying to highlight how dominant Shaq was because Zion Williams is going to be someone. If Zion Williams comes out and he averages 20 points a game, eight rebounds with a lot of thunderous, spectacular dunks, he'll be rookie of the year. He'll be the most popular player in NBA. That's pathetic stats to Shaq. That's pathetic to what Shaq did in his rookie year. Shaq was bringing down rims on people's heads. He was breaking glasses. Me and you saw it. This man was dominant. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You, even though I saw Derek Coleman dunk on him, and I was like, ouch. But whatever. Yeah. And then what did he do back? Keep talking. And what, then what did he do back in the, in the net? <laughs> and dunk right back on him, man. You know what I mean? He took a dunk on Dudley's head. What's his name? Chris Dudley? Chris Dudley on my next, yeah. That's why he's on the Lakers, though. <laughs> he's on the Lakers to do that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yo, credit to Shaq, though, my nigga. He gets drafted in 92. And they make the final NBA Finals in '95, though. So look at look, yeah. how, look how short it took him to get to the NBA Finals. That that that, you know? that to me, to me, Shaq was a transcendent player. Transcendent. Shaq, then LeBron. When you think of who was the next rookie to have that great of an impact, right. to me it was Shaq, yeah, and then it was LeBron. Think about this. If you're a center, right, and you're like, I'm talking about 93, 94, 95, not even before he gets to the Lakers, a young Shaq, and your assignment is, yo, you got to go out Shaq tonight. <laughs> That's got to be something like, you know what I mean? You're do you remember when they tried Shaq? Do you remember when they tried to, they tried for a hot second to try to make a, a, 
of rivalry with him and Sean Bradley. Do you remember that? When Sean Bradley's in Philly, right? Yeah, that was a joke. Yeah. He was seven. And Shaq used to dunk on this man with... Like it was nothing. Authority? Regard for human life. (laughs) It was ugly the way he used to dunk on Sean Bradley. Just brutal. What what do you think about Shaq and Penny, though? I thought Shaq and Penny were the future of the NBA. Too, it was they yeah. were the future of the NBA, but Shaq could not take Penny Hardaway was rookie of the year. Penny Hardaway was Penny Hardaway became a super superstar. Right. I don't know if people understand it. Penny Hardaway. Yeah, there was a time when Penny Hardaway. You could make the case where Penny Hardaway was second to Michael Jordan as the most popular basketball player on earth. Yeah. So we're talking ninety four. Yes. We're talking 94, yes. 95, 96. We're talking that three-year span. Penny Hardaway might have been. That was the last year he played with Shaq. That was the last year he played with Shaq. The 95, 96. No, it was 90, 95, 96. Yeah, 95, 96. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, his, like his last three years with Shaq, he was more popular. He was like, Penny was popular. You Chris remember Rock, how popular he was? Shit. Nigga, yeah. Little yeah. He was a superstar. You know what I'm saying? And um, Shaq have made that work. Whatever. Should Shaq have stayed Orlando or Penny, though, and make that work out? I mean, I mean looking at hindsight now, obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's the thing. Shaq was so great. This is the thing people don't understand about Shaq. Shaq was going to have a dynasty wherever he went, especially by that time. And if him and Penny stayed together and Penny did not get hurt, yeah, man. Yeah, man. They had a... They had a a dynasty. And Shaq just hold left. Up. Shaq. Hold on, hold on. Not Christian Leitner. Not Alonzo Mourning. <laughs> Yo, Shaq rock with the fruit stick is my nigga. That was Let crazy. me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Shaq. Did he drop his first album? He was in Orlando, right? Yeah. Shaq used to yeah. do Alonzo Mourning. Dirty. When Alonzo Mourning played at Charlotte with Larry Johnson. Remember when Larry Johnson feels, and, and Alonzo Mourning was supposed to be the, the rivals to Shaq and Penny? No, they yeah. wasn't because yeah. Shaq was so – Shaq was disrespectful. He hated Alonzo. He said, I never liked Alonzo. He said, I never liked Alonzo until I found out how much of a good dude he was when we were together so in Miami. Miami. But he did, yeah. Not, yeah, he did not like Alonzo yeah. Morning, man. And if you look at any Shaq videos, when he was in Orlando, he used to do Alonzo Morning filthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Shaq – Decided to go to the Lakers, man. Explain to the consumers, man, how big that was. This oh, you shocked that he bounced. You left Orlando. I'm gonna tell you how big the move was, Shaq going, so people can understand it. It was as big as when LeBron left to take his talent to South Beach. It was as big as when Kevin Durant said, "I'm going to the Warriors." It shook the foundation of the NBA. It was earth-shaking because the Lakers had never recovered from Magic Johnson retiring. They just had never recovered from it. And when they got Shaq, oh, my God. Jerry West said this. This is the happiest I've ever been in my life. This is like the most important day of my life. And then he said, well, I shouldn't say that because I I guess I have to say the birth of my children was the most important day of my life. But this is second. That's how 
big it was when Shaq went to L.A. Like, you like, come on, man. It was Earth. It was it was it was a big deal, man. It was a huge deal. Now let me tell you something about Shaq going to L.A. Do you remember the year before Magic had come out of retirement and he played for the Lakers? When he when he played with the Lakers that one year. Yeah, remember when Magic came back out of retirement and he played with the Lakers? Yes, and I remember he did a, he did a crazy move on the Charles Spurrier. That's how much I remember that shit, my nigga. That nigga did a, a right. Yo, y'all niggas, YouTube. Oh, sidebar, let me tell you how real it is. Y'all go to YouTube right now, put Magic Johnson crossover on the Charles Spurrier. Come back and holler at me and watch it. So let me tell you how ill it was. Magic came back in 95, 96 season, right? Immediately just mm-hmm. took the point guard rings from Nick Van Exel because what? And Magic just ran that shit like it was nothing. But then after the year, players were still mumbling because they didn't really know about HIV and all kind of stuff. Right. So Magic retired. Little did Magic know that somebody was going to get Shaq. You know if Magic did not retire, he would have played with Shaq that next year? You were. That's crazy, right? Wow. I always wow. thought about that. Like, people do not realize that. Magic basically was forced out because players were still acting uncomfortable around him. Like, well, I don't want yeah, to be on me. Carmelo you know, was very, yeah. yeah. So Magic was like, these motherfuckers are still acting crazy, man. Fuck this. I'm out. But if he just said, you know what, I'm going to do another year, motherfucker would have played mm-hmm. with Shaq. Oh, my God. Um, to me, he sidebar. Was yeah. Another sidebar. Christian Layton are going to get in the USA, USA Dream Team over Shaq, though. You say what, sir? That was the, the that that was <laughs> to this day that bothers me. I've never I've never gotten over that decision. I've never gotten over that decision that they put Christian Layton on that dream team over shit. And guess what? That's what makes that team not a true dream team. Because look at it now. Mm-hmm. Let's do, now we can do hindsight twenty twenty. Christian Layton had no business being on that team. It can't be a true dream team oh, with, with him on that team. At the time. Because Lena was that dude, though. I didn't like him, no, but he was that dude in college, though. You know that, Watson. Come on. He was, to be fair, though. To be fair. He was great white hype. That's what Christian Lena was. <laughs> he was great white, white, white hype. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Christian Lena. So, when Shaq played with, um, so they get, he goes to L.A., and Kobe comes, and they still getting coached by Del Harris, a.k.a. Phil Donahue, ass nigga. Because that's who Del Harris looks like to me, Phil Donahue. Um, when Kobe shot the two free throws and airballed him against Utah, and he said Shaq put his arm around him and all that, obviously, when they got Phil Jackson, do you think it's right then and there where Phil Jackson was like, to control those egos with Shaq and Kobe? How hard do you think that, how hard do you think that was for Jackson to maintain? It was extremely difficult because by the time Phil Jackson got Kobe, Kobe was a starter and Kobe was had unlimited potential. But he knew the fragile state of Shaq's ego with everything else to go through Shaq. Let me tell you how fucked up Shaq and, and, and Phil Jackson was just to keep Shaq's ego in check. That year they got Glenn Rice so Glenn Rice came over to them from Charlotte. So they had Kobe, Glenn Rice, and Shaq. Do you know that Phil Jackson and Shaq told Kobe 
you're going to have to be the third option. Now, that wow. sounds crazy for right now when you think about it, but at that time, Glenn Rice was an all-star dude who had accomplished way more than Kobe in the NBA. He was a legitimate shooter, a better shooter. He could score. But Kobe was like, hold up. Did you, I got to be the third option on this team? Mm. So, and Shaq was like, yeah, you got to be the third option. And and they just was really a little boy son of Kobe. And he should not have been the third option to no fucking Glenn Rice. <laughs> oh, man. But let's be real, man. Would you say from 2000 to 2004, who's, who's better than Shaq? Nobody. 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 Shaq Three and Kobe, rings, let's be honest. Shaq and Kobe could have, if, if Shaq accepted, if Shaq accepted what he accepted with Dwayne Wade, with Kobe, from 2004 to 2010, they might have won seven championships. There's no question about it. Nah, son, not 2010. Nah, nah, you're bugging. Shaq wasn't the same name in 2010, why. not even 2006. Here's why. Here's Shaq was declining after 2006, my nigga. After 2007. After and they beat the Dallas, point. the decline captain. I agree, but that's why. If he would have accepted, let me let Kobe be that person. Remember, Kobe kept winning championships. Kobe's last championship was in 2010. My point right. is, Kobe was so great that if if Shaq would have slowly let it transition, the way David Robinson did with Tim Duncan. Remember how David Robinson did with Tim Duncan? He he dominated, but then he slowly just let Tim Duncan do it to win them championships. If Shaq put championships as priority. He would have. He would have. Um, he would have. He would have. He would have slowly let. Put it this way. What Shaq couldn't do what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did with Magic. Because remember the wow. early days of Magic. The early days of Magic and Kareem. Kareem was the leading scorer. He was the dominant player on that team. But as he declined, he didn't throw a fucking tantrum like Patrick Ewing. And say trade me, I can't be on the team no more. If I'm not the don't number do one player, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's the truth. Don't do that. When players can't accept their decline and they demand that everything still has to go through them, Kareem, Kareem was so great. But when his game was declining, he knew. Look, it's, it's, Magic is the is the player now, and I want to keep winning, so I'm gonna keep going with this. Shaq refused mm. to do that with Kobe. He refused. Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. Do you remember that freestyle with Kobe Gunn? That was crazy. <laughs> with the Gunn's Kobe. young gunner, Major Kobe Gunn. Yes, that was crazy. Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes because he lost. That so was you crazy. can see, even then, even then, that goes to tell you how, Kobe, how Shaq always felt about Kobe. He was always threatened by Kobe. He was always threatened was, by Kobe. And then, he was threatened by Kobe. Oh, threatened, though. The threat, oh, oh, the threat. Absolutely. Yes, I, my man, why you saying that, my nigga? You say, hold on. Why you saying that, my nigga? Is making it sound like Shaq had some insecurity issues with Kobe, when Kobe was on the squad with him. No, what I'm saying That's is what I'm gonna take jealous it. of Kobe. He was, with this how you take it, he was extremely jealous of Kobe. Extremely. Extremely jealous of Kobe. And he, and you know what made it pathetic? He knew Kobe was better than everybody else in the NBA. He used to say 
in 2002 when they played against uh, that. No, the year. Remember the year when they beat everybody and only lost one game to um to um to Allen Iverson. Remember that? Yeah. That year they played yeah, the San Antonio Spurs. That year they played the San Antonio Spurs. They had one game in San Antonio. Kobe dropped like 41. Kobe was 20 years old. He was dunking on David Robinson and Tim, Tim Duncan. Duncan. After the game, Kobe Shaq and, abu- oh, oh, shot and, and abusing and abusing Bruce Bowen. Look at it. Sean Elliott. I think they got Sean Bruce Bowen after they realized yeah. that this kid. That, but that Tim Duncan used to get we, Tim Duncan used to get Shaq the business also though. You're right. You're right. But you know who nobody could give the business to? Kobe Bryant. That's what they couldn't do. He was the he was the one. And then as soon as Shaq gets to the weak ass, he he dominates it. And the picture is look at look at Shaq. He he dominates these series. But forgetting, you had to get through Portland, Sacramento, and San Antonio in them in them semifinals. The point I'm making is Shaq has four rings. Shaq should have seven rings. That's how dominant he was. But him and Kobe allowed their immature feud with each other to stop the championships. They did, let's be real. They they yeah. allowed, you know. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this: When Shaq, that old four season, when they had Karl Malone and all these guys, how did they let the Pistons beat them though? Well, obviously, I think Kobe had the court case going on, right? That was lingering, right? That but that that that, that, that wasn't hindering enough because Kobe didn't care. Remember, they went to the finals. This is what happened. Carl Malone got hurt. Mm-hmm. Carl Malone got hurt. What? Carl Malone you know what got hurt, and yeah, I gotta agree with something. Carl Malone got hurt. Carl Malone got hurt. Malone got hurt, and after Game One when they lost to Detroit, Shaq went on a press conference and said, "Y'all gotta feed me. Y'all gotta feed the big dog. Y'all gotta give the ball to me. I yeah. need the ball." And he staked out his claim that every shot had to come through him. That team was completely fractured, dysfunction. Kobe wanted all the glory because Kobe was sick of Shaq. The last few championships, Shaq got the MVP. Kobe was like, this is my time to shine. This is what people forget about that team. Kobe led that team in scoring that year. Do people realize yeah. that? The last two years, and Kobe played with Shaq. At that, Kobe led them in mm-hmm. scoring. And that organization yeah, at that time. That. And, that, mm-hmm. and, that, and let's be real, that organization, they riding with Kobe over Shaq because of age. Kobe's still a like young dude, you know what I'm saying? Rightfully so. Yeah. Rightfully so. Sorry, Shaq is appreciation for Watson, right? Rightfully so. But but the 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 dysfunction of that team in that finals against uh Detroit is 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 something to behold because they should not have lost Detroit. I mean, yeah. but they did. And and you know, mm-hmm. and that Detroit team is like a legendary team for that. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. So, were you surprised Shaq left my went to Miami, of all places? No, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, the first year he goes to Miami, he's runner up for MVP. They give it to Steve Nash because towards the end oh, of the Shaq, season, oh, Shaq got like how does Shaq only got one MVP, my dude? Because because sports Especially writers like two thousand and two thousand four. That's crazy. Because. The majority of sports writers in, the, in, in, in here are white, and they have agendas. They're just like me and you. They have biases. They have agendas. Mm-hmm. 
And they just, every year Shaq is dominant, they completely took it for granted. Remember, Kobe Bryant only has one also. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So, Carl Malone got two. I mean, I mean they, they, they they throwing them shit out like Frisbees and shit. Um, yeah. But Shaq, when Shaq went to uh, Miami, he was so, his ego was okay. so hurt that the Lakers, his ego was so hurt that the Lakers picked um, Kobe, over, Kobe him over him that he made sure he did everything in his power to win that ring. And when he won that ring that second year with Dwayne Wade, and this is what he did. But when Shaq went out of his way, you want to talk about being petty, Shaq went out of his way to boost Wade and make Wade, you know, <laughs> and, and, and make Wade and praise Wade. Like, I'm talking about he gave Wade praise and moved out of Wade's way so much hey, that you he never birthed, he, birthed, he birthed Wade Flash. You know what I mean? He birthed D. Wade Flash. Let me tell, let me tell, flash. How much, let me tell you how much. Let me tell you how much he was trying to really sh- sh- stick it to Kobe. When they won the championship, David Stern was awarding the uh, the finals MVP yes. to Dwayne yes. Wade. That's a good award. <laughs> Wade, like, look, 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 look at me. I'm giving it to Wade. Yeah. Like, Kobe, you yeah. never got no MVP that you play with me, but look at me. I'm giving it to Wade. Like, and then when he was like, Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes, you could tell he had resentment yeah. for Kobe for years. Like, yeah, he resented yeah. Kobe. He did. He did. For someone as great as Shaq, for someone as great, Shaq got four rings. Let me tell you something. Shaq has four rings. Shaq should have seven. I'm sorry. Yeah. Shaq should have seven rings, sure. man. Yeah. Come on, especially in the 2000s. Between yeah. 2000 and 2010, he should have seven, seven rings, man. It's ridiculous. I will say 2008, man. You go all the way to 2010. No, the reason why I'm saying 2010 because Kobe was still great. He didn't have to be great then. Kobe was still great. Mm-hmm. If Shaq could give you 14 points, 15 points, 16 points, and two, that's that's all you needed because you would have had still Lamar Odom and all them niggas, man. They would have been good. Yeah, but it was hard watching Shaq playing Phoenix, Boston, and Cleveland, man. It was hard to watch that. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't hard. For me. It wasn't hard for me it's watching Shaq playing Phoenix. Yeah, but seventeen points, nine rebounds. That's not. Those are surreal stats. It wasn't hard for me to watch that. He got traded midseason. Uh, Pat Riley treated him like shit. I got what I wanted for you. Now get the fuck up out of here. All right. Right. That's when Shaq became a journeyman. Do people realize Shaq became a journeyman his last year? Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Boston, Cleveland. That's what it is, man. I should kill O'Neal. Appreciate you, man. Uh, where do you rank Shaq in the Lakers, though? They were talking about him and Ryan Hollins was going back and forth. And, and Black Max Kellerman told him that he wouldn't put Shaq in the Mount Rushmore of Lakers. Do you agree with that? Max Kellerman, has complete, Max Kellerman has completely fallen off the rails and lost his fucking mind this season in NBA. All his hot takes have been hot garbage. Shaq, <laughs> in, in, in Laker lore, Shaq is, to me, is going to be number four. It's going to be Magic, Kareem, Kobe, Shaq. That's Mount Rushmore. That is my you got Shaq over Jerry West, the logo? Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. 
Come on. Come on. Go ahead. Make a case for Jay Weston. If you want to make a case. I'm not making I'm, my case for Jay Weston. I'm just saying. For me, it's going to be Shaq. I'm, I'm, I came in the Shaq era. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what it is, man. I'll Shaquille O'Neal appreciation, man. Watch him take us home, my G. PSA Hip Hop, the home of Shamari Ponds from St. John's, who did Ooh. not get drafted, and my heart is broken. And Shamari Ponds oh, is better right. than John Moran. I'm saying that. Shamari Ponds has a better game than John Moran. My nigga, yo, yo, I can't wait when NBA season starts because I already see what you're doing. You have it in for John Morant. I don't know why you have it in for John Morant. You have it with you. I, yo, you think he's overrated, don't you? He is overrated. How did Shamari uh, Pond get come drafted? come on, son. Right now. Overrated, tell though. Me right now, how Shamari Pond did not get drafted. A lot of people haven't got drafted before, son. They came out of Florida. So, bowl, bowl. Didn't get picked at what the forty fourth pick. I feel I feel bad for Bobo, man. Because he was there, that's why. That's why. Yeah, yeah man, the Bobo shit was. That nigga, that nigga was that looking was like bounty killer and shit with that outfit on, man. But whatever. <laughs> that nigga did like that nigga like was a performer at Jamaica Sting and shit. That nigga looked crazy, but nah, I like Bobo, man. I felt sad for that nigga. You could tell he was he was hurt, man. You, know I mean? you ain't feel sad Shamari Pond. How is he not in the NBA? He's a scorer. He can shoot. Man, the NBA, oh, man. God damn it. It's a... All right, man. Really pissed off about Shamari Pond's I get drafted. That fucked my night up. Nah. Yeah, really Jefferson, my boy. Pop Jefferson. He was just jazz. Man. <laughs> that. Yo. The Nuggets are gonna be nice though. They got Michael Porter Jr., but they drafted two dudes that got injury that got injury issues though. That's the only thing I'm, I'm concerned about. They drafted Michael Porter Jr. and drafted Bobo who has foot issues. So I don't know. But well, they, they got, got your two man. guys that potential. They they got your arguably best big man in the in the league. So they Nuggets, should be good. Yeah, the Jokic. The they Joker. got them, so they should be good. Jokic, they should be good because you you, yeah. you you have them rated very high. So they should of be course. good. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy Three and Watson, man. Look with us, man. Yeah.